play a song uh, from the inside out. And, um, you know, first verse we did, like, first two lines of the first verse we did three times, basically. And a thousand times I fail is not a statement about your life. It's a recognition that we do sometimes fail. We're not sinners. We are. We were. But we're not now sinners saved by grace. Now, we were sinners. Now, we're saints. We are saints who occasionally sin, but there's something that's happening on the inside of us because of the presence of His Holy Spirit that changes us. When we submit, when we relinquish our rights, as we sang today, to the Lord, for Him to be the Lord, we get off of the throne and let Him be on the throne of our hearts. See, He's on the throne anyway. But when we recognize that He is on the throne of our hearts, ah, ah, then transformation takes place. There is a transformation instantaneous, and then there's a transformation that continues as long as we live on this earth. But maybe you would have rather sung, Ten times I fail. (laughs) Maybe you'd have felt better than a thousand times I fail. But here's the deal. The clincher is, I'm caught in your grace. I'm caught in your grace. I'm caught. (laughs) You know, I'm going to take a sip of water now. Some of you may recognize this. It's something I shared years ago, but I felt was very appropriate. And it's called, it's in there. How many remember that I preached that? Hey, not a problem. <laughs> You're right. You know, how about these guys that go from town to town and they preach the same thing? They get to, pre- they get to rehearse it. They get to find out what jokes people laugh at and what ones they don't. They can refine it, you know, like for you know, three or four years, they're singing the same. I was some of these guys that have hit songs in their, they're in their 70s now. And they have to sing, you know, the same thing. You know, I see a red door and I... I mean, it's got to... It's got it's, it's got to be hard. But then, you know, then, you know, then I just have to... If I do the same one over again, I'm in trouble. Not really. I really appreciate this. Remember the Prego commercial. Prego, it's in there. How do you say it, Joe? <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, it's not just the advertising. It's not the fancy container. It's not just the label on the outside of the jar. But it's every ingredient that's on the inside that makes it so good. And actually, it's probably what some of you uh, creative genius cooks add to it that makes it really, really good. But, but our <laughs> from scratch, right? But it's in there. You've got to put that stuff in there. I watch Kathy. Man, she's putting stuff, you know, in our food. And, man, you know, actually, we're, we're on a high-fiber diet now. 
Oh, I wasn't supposed to tell that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, if you have time later on, I'll tell you some of the benefits. Um, yeah, it's really good. No more Metamucil. Thank you very much. It's, <laughs> yeah, it was in there, but it's not now. It's not. <laughs> I can't believe it was in there. It's not, oh, it's not in there. Oh. Yeah, anyway. So it's not what's on the outside of that Prego jar that makes it special. It's not. It's not what determines who we are. What's on the outside doesn't determine who we are. It's what people see, but it's not who we are. You know, and even the Lord said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, he didn't say that, but. Yeah, taste and see. So there's something about that, that thing that's on the inside. So it's like that with our lives. Who is on the inside is what makes it so good. It's not just what. It's not just what we ascend to mentally. It's not just our belief systems. It's not what we believe about God. It's when we believe in God. And it makes all the difference. We believe that we are in Christ and Christ is in us. Amen? Ooh! Man! So we're attempting to show the love of God in our actions toward others. But just attempting to show it will never change what's on the inside. Just trying harder. Just making a greater effort under our own power and in our own strength will never change the problem that's on the inside. And we'll always end up in frustration and futility. That's why rules and regs don't work. But rules and regs do paint a picture of what it will look like if we allow the power of God to influence our lives and who we are in every aspect. You know, he even said it in the old in Proverbs, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. You know, it's not in all your ways. Tell God what you're doing and ask him to bless it. <laughs> right. It, because it's not what we can do from the outside in. It's what he can do from the inside out. Isn't that awesome? There was a song. Uh, I don't know whether to say this or not. There was a, a really great Christian singer-songwriter. Amazing. And this singer-songwriter has, song, has some awesome, oh, excellent songs and a very prophetic voice. And challenged us um, with some great lyric or lyrics but there was one lyric that always is like kind of it's like oh i don't know i don't know if i can go there he said we keep doing our best and pray that it's blessed and god takes care of the rest and it's like man that's just backwards it's just backwards right we keep praying he keeps working and then he does the rest but he does it all. But we just yield. I lay me down. <laughs> I'm not my own. 
Man, I belong to you alone. Lay me down. Lay me down. Wow. But when we are born again and have the love of God, have the love of God, resident. His Son, resident. His Holy Spirit, resident. We're changed. And then our behavior reflects our identity. Right? The love of God within us shows the love of God without. We can attempt to do good things. But it is better. Yes, I'm going to say this. It's better if we get in our prayer closet and find out what it is the Lord would have us do. And then, in power and obedience and according to His plan, we do it. Are you with me? Now, there are things, I would agree, that there are things that we know to do. There are. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm, I probably need a little help on that one. Just saying. Right? You know? And then, you know, there's some good ones like, don't bear false witness against your neighbor. That's good. That is good. I don't want you bearing false witness against me. Right? What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Don't commit adultery. Hey, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. That's really a good idea. And then Jesus comes along, and it's not in the notes, but Jesus comes along and says, I probably could. Jesus comes along and says, if you've thought about it, you've done it. It's like, golly, just hang me now. You know? But that's what he's saying. It's what's on the inside that's got to be radically changed. In fact, what's on the inside has to be killed And then we're raised to newness of life in Christ, right? Is that is that that okay? In fact, he says, Paul encourages us to reckon ourselves dead. And we don't use that kind of terminology anymore. But you have heard people say, well, I reckon it's okay. Well, it is a determination. It is a, a, it's a conviction. It's a, I believe this and I am going to do it, I'm going to reckon, I'm going to determine, I'm going to believe that the old is dead. It was crucified, it was, hear me, crucified on the cross in Christ. Now, when we believe it and receive it, we get to walk in newness of life. I have to throw this out. I don't know who's here that needs to hear this, but... It all hinges on our repentance. It all hinges on this laying down what we think is right. Laying down what we think we own, that we really don't. And coming alive to Christ, in Christ, He in us, we in Him. It's a gift. It is a gift. Jesus is a gift. And what do you do with a gift? You receive it, and it becomes yours. There's nobody else's name on that gift under the tree. If y'all do tree, if you don't, no big deal. Somebody has sent you a gift and had a note on the outside. If it has your name on it, it's for you. But it's not yours until you open it, receive it, and use it. That's how 
simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your house. Somebody in here today, it's got to be, because I'm not that much of an evangelistic preacher, although Paul did tell Timothy to do the work of an evangelist, and he was a, more of a pastor. But, if you're wondering about salvation, if you're Christ-curious in this room today, it is so simple. But you have to die to yourself. You have to repent. You have to say, I cannot do this on my own. That's why self-righteousness is an impossibility. Only God-righteousness is possible in you. And so, we yield ourselves. We've sung about it this morning. We sang about it this morning. Okay. So today, if you don't know Jesus today, if you have not surrendered your lordship and taken on his lordship in your life, then you can do that. You can do that in this moment. But for all those who believe, he gave the right, the power to become sons of God. This is the message that we have and proclaim. Amen. That Jesus came, lived, died, and rose again. Woo! Amen. And ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the God the Father, and he's ever making intercession for us. He's praying for you. He's praying for me. He came and made residence in you. And he will come and make residence. And it's like, wow, you can't see it. No, you can't see it. You know, is this just another Greek myth? No, no, it's not. This is a reality. Historians have not. (laughs) Even those who attempt to. Prove that Jesus never died and all that. They can't do it. You know, the message is still around. They can't do it. In fact, they go to prove it wrong and they find out that, man, there's more evidence for this. Historically, than a lot of stuff that we espouse. Oh, this is a really good sermon, but there's no way I can do this today. No way. But it's a good one. That's a, we have, we have a, um, I really appreciate uh, Elaine and Sandy for doing these uh, props and the decor and, and all that. It, it just, uh, can we just thank them with an applause? Thank you so much. And so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some famous suppers and things uh, in the next in the next few weeks. And um, this uh, this one, I mean, there's some really neat uh, stories that center around a meal of some sort. Um, You know, Last Supper, 
that prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies, um, the wedding feast, the, all those kinds of things. And this one, this one, okay. All right. We're going to take a vote. It's, it's, it's 11 o'clock, and I, I can do this pretty fast, or we can, we can have prayer and go home. Keep going? Okay. Here we go. Now, you saw the people that said keep going, so those of you who wish it would have been the other way can confront them. With, you can lay, lay hands on them, but not suddenly, gently. Yeah. So, we have this story about a, a little meal thing happening. Now, while Jesus was speaking, this is Luke 11 in the Amplified. While Jesus was speaking, a Pharisee invited him to take dinner with him. So, he entered and reclined at table. Reclined at table. The Pharisee noticed and was astonished to see that Jesus did not first wash before dinner. I mean, no, that's what... That was part of the ritual. That's part of what it's supposed to do. But the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees, cleanse the outside of the cup and of the plate, but inside you yourselves are full of greed and robbery and extortion. And Greg, this is not a lawyer. <laughs> they were in some... <laughs> How many know not all lawyers are bad? Can we just, you know, amen, this is true, amen. <laughs> they do a great service, and uh, I mean, some do, and uh, <clears throat> that's true of everybody. And robbery and extortion, he's, there ta- he's talking to Pharisees, he's talking to religious leaders. Oh, my. Wow, he must have thought he was God or something, I don't know. Full of greed and robbery and extortion and malice and wickedness. Guess what? That's what's wrong with the world. You sinless. Thank you. I know it didn't sound right. You senseless. Isn't that great having that? You senseless, foolish, stupid ones. Acting without reflection or intelligence. Did not he... Who made the outside make the inside also? But dedicate your inner self and give as donations to the poor of those things which are within, of inward righteousness. And behold, everything is purified and clean for you. Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? And I think it goes right along with... Uh, One of the recent um, things I shared about we can do a lot of good things in this community. We can and we should. We should at the leading of the Lord. We should do those things. And there are things that we should just do because it's right. You know. But if we're not sharing what's on the inside. With those with whom we interact, then we're really not giving them the good stuff. We're just putting band-aids on, you know? We're just, we're just throwing some crumbs at people, but not giving them what's eternal. So, we, we should, you know, do we, do we say, oh, be blessed, you know, go, be warm, be filled, you know, James talks about that. No. 
But if we if we give coats, which is wonderful, if we give Christmas gifts, which is wonderful, if we give food, which is wonderful, we do these things. We do. Y'all, we do these things. It's good. But if we're not giving Jesus. Amen. Then we're missing it. Are you with me? This is the message. This is the mystery. This, this is the, the that was hidden for the ages, you know, but is now revealed in Jesus Christ. Love is something that's established on the inside and shows on the outside. We can't dress up and out the outside by simply adjusting behaviors and expect change on the inside. We can't simply wash the dirt off the outside and expect to be clean on the inside. Something has to happen on the inside that is reflected. On the outside, our behavior then is a result of something or someone that is resident on the inside. So he goes on. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every little herb. Now, he's not saying tithing is bad. He's just saying if you do it on the outside, not on the inside, guess what? I'm going to get in, I might, I might get in a little bit of trouble about this, but you know what? Me personally, and this is just my opinion, if you can't, if you can't give it from the inside out of a, out of a call of God on your heart and your life, just keep it. Just keep it because God loves a cheerful giver. That's why it says cheerful giver box. It's in the scripture. He loves a cheerful giver. And you know what? He can take he can take a few little old measly it's a little boy's lunch, if you will. He can take a little boy's lunch that is given out of obedience to the Lord and multiply that thing. Feed five thousand and have more left over than they started with. Twelve baskets. Do the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not that God needs your money. Now, we do. <laughs> but it's not, it's not that God does. But He will take, if, if you will work this out with the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to do? I know that, Bob, you know, there's some in the Old Testament, some in the New Testament. And you know, and you can argue about that. And you can theologically tear it apart and put it back together again. And all that and have your opinions. But the thing is, he loves a cheerful giver. And if he calls you, you get before him. You find out. Lord, what do you want me to do? He might say, well, it's pretty tight in your household. So you know what? I tell you what. Let's make a deal. <laughs> This is all I want you to do. And I'm not going to say what it is. This is all I want you to do. God, and then do it cheerfully, God can take that and do anything He wants. <laughs> he can. I believe that. I do. And it's been proven. I want you to be blessed in that. And I want you to be free in that. I really do. But an increase in your tithe would be nice. No, I'm kidding. I trust the Lord, you know. I don't think I've missed a meal except that I've chosen to miss it. Amen. Our electricity is still on. Are these real? Wow. I was hungry. 
and you fed me. I was like, this is really great. You think this is going to keep for a month? I don't know. We'll have to get new ones. Uh, so if you're hungry, please take some grapes, some bread. Uh, the apples are plastic, so don't try to eat those. Are some of them real? No, they're plastic. Don't try to eat those. So I'm going to do page one of them. I'll let y'all go. But woe to you. No, I'm going to be part of page two out of four. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tied the mint and the cumin and the herbs, and you just, but you disregard and neglect justice and the love of God. Oh, my goodness. Justice and the love of God. Ah, do justly, love mercy. Those who ought to have done without leaving the others undone. I mean, these you should have done. You ought to have done. You should do that. You should do this tithing and everything. But you should have done without leaving the others undone. The sad fact is that they were trying to so hard to do the right thing, but were missing the important thing. Are you with me? And that would change everything into being the best thing. The sad fact is that they were trying so hard to do the right thing, but were missing the important thing that would have changed everything into being the best thing. Amen? Ooh. You can, you can write that down and put it on your refrigerator, but I do want credit for it. Just kidding. Just kidding. I could care less. But I want you to know that. I want you to live that. So he says, Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogues. And you love to be greeted and bowed down to in the public marketplaces. Woe to you, for you are like graves which are not marked or seen. And men walk over them without being aware of it and are ceremonially Defile. Another sad thing is that their influence on others was defiling. Their witness and instruction were producing death, not life, for others. Now, this is a challenge for us. I have to ask myself, what am I teaching and modeling? I have to ask myself often, what are you teaching? And modeling. Verse 45. One of the experts in the Mosaic law answered him. And these people knew these people knew their stuff. Teacher, in saying this, you reproach and outrage and affront even us. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But he said, Woe to you, the lawyers also, except for Greg. For you load men. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is what Phariseeism does. And this is what we want to avoid. And instead, let that inside out thing happen. For you load men with oppressive burdens, hard to bear. And you do not personally even gently touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Ouch. Performance on the outside is a burden. Jesus on the inside is a blessing. Uh, Performance on the outside is a burden. Jesus on the inside is a blessing. And performance will flow out of 
that relationship. Amen. It's a blessing both to us personally, individually, and to all those around us. Now I'm going to stop there. One reason that we do this little prayer thing on the side and not up front, and I don't care. It doesn't matter. You do it in your closet. You can do it in the bathroom. That's, that's my second office. You can do it, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But sometimes when you do things up front, they become a bit of a show. And my heart is that it's not about show. It's about God working in the heart of a person. And so I encourage us to put it over on the side where it's not a show. It's not a show up here probably for most of us. But I just wanted to kind of remove that a little bit. And probably some of you have been asking, why do we do that? Well, this is why. It's not a show. It is a ministry. And it's like, you know what? You can pray on the street corner for all to see. Or you can be, you can do it in private. You can be the sinner beating their chest on the outside. And, or the Pharisee who said, man, God, I'm so glad I'm not like him. Yeah. So that's why. And that's why I want to make it available every Sunday. Not just when I think or you think the Spirit has moved. Man, the Spirit's moving all the time. And so, that's why, anyway. So, this morning, if you came, well, you did come, but the reason you're coming perhaps was to be prayed with. I want to make sure you have that opportunity. I want to make sure there are people who are full of faith, who walk with the Lord, who want to share with you about the inside and not about the outside. Are you with me? Who want to minister with you, to you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, using all the gifts of the Holy Spirit to administer life. Peace, forgiveness, healing, encouragement. Are you with me? So, I'm going to pray. Those that are led to pray with others, please make your way over there. Those who have come to receive prayer and ministry, make your way there. Go. Don't go out that door without Availing yourself of the Lord. Amen. And the ministry of the Lord. Are you praying?